Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where you come for your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. What up? What up, man? What up, DL? You can see my breath. You know, it's fucking cold. How are you doing? How are Talking you? Talking about the weather again. Are we back to the weather? Know, man. It's, been a, it's been a long... It is fucking... I'm wearing a beanie, bro. I'm, you are wearing, I'm wearing a, a beanie. beanie in years. I thought that was more to cover up the, the bad hair job. That hair job? Yeah, I don't know. What's a hair job? You go through different phases of the hair. hair job. You're making me seem like I got plugs. <laughs> I just have long Do hair. Do you not? I have long hair right now. Your hair goes from like short to long in like no time at all. I think it's just because it grows straight down. Oh, you reckon? Because mine goes straight out. So yeah. I got like a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's very noticeable because it just goes straight down. Well, my barber just literally like up in closed shop during COVID. Now Perfect. He's, he's opening a new one. So I just, I've just decided I'll wait till he opens his new one. Oh, really? <clears throat> just not get a haircut. Yeah, well, it's okay. I'll do, I'll do it for you. <clears throat> um, <laughs> we'll do a COVID cut. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to listen to us bantering about our weeks, feel free. There'll be time codes in the description. You can jump around, jump around to our main topic. One, I am genuinely really excited to talk about this week. We are talking movies that we, well, I have not in this, seen, in this but case. should have. Yes. <laughs> in this case, Tommy hasn't seen. That's fine. At least the rest one of, of the world has seen it. Yeah, everybody else in the world has seen um, it. But I'm, 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 hold on. Are you saying my hair needs to, is bad? <laughs> I, I feel I don't know, insulted. It's coming, up, it's coming up by a hat. How what are you saying? Like you're covering something up as if you, you I, saw it last well, weekend, so you, you know what it looks like. But I just said it in a week's time. It could be anything right now. <laughs> like, Fucking rude. All right. Uh, dude, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? What's, uh, what's going on? With we got a new government, buddy. We got a new government. Yeah, I forgot vote did you here Ooh. comes the parking ticket <laughs> yeah you get fined over here right That's what i'm saying my parking ticket is Oof. is incoming well i find it really funny so there's a part of the area that i that i live in that i have to walk through every day to go to the gym like every morning and they hear all, that, all hear that the, listeners he's fit <laughs> big big arms i'm swole bro all, all of the the potential candidates for this area took over that place like there were like flyers and posters. What do you mean, Allegra and, Sh- and Schwarma? Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, it yeah. took we, over everywhere. Took over everywhere. <laughs> it's not just your little no, no. That, that, was, that was just this one little area where it was really <laughs> condensed. But my favorite bit of the whole thing was on one of the posters, someone had put on the back a poster of Homelander for the new series of oh, wow. uh, of the boys. Uh-huh. But it really genuinely looked like Dave Schwarma and Homelander <laughs> were trying to go for the same job. It was the best thing. Who would you vote for? uh homeland no <laughs> well i don't know like he'd probably like lazy your eyes out yeah i don't know I, I feel like you just vote for him like him out of fear I, I, that's what yeah, i'm yeah. saying like <laughs> why would you say no to the guy uh yeah. i don't know what about yourself what have you been up to oh man not not all that much uh honestly i've been enjoying um some of the new new tv which i know you haven't been able to watch much of well uh, we can get into that yeah but I've what been, have you been up to i have been watching so the, the new obi-wan came out right yeah which, which okay. to be you've seen both I've only seen one of them. Okay. My time's been catch incredibly up, stretched, as catch I'm going to be telling up, you in a moment. What do you think of it? Well, For technically, I am catching up. Me and the partner are watching uh, Stranger Things. We're currently halfway through season but three. you're not catching up. You're what did I think of season one? I Episode one. I loved it. I thought loved I, it. I loved the pacing. I thought it was super slow. Built this picture of him being a downtrodden... Uh, out of work Jedi. Out of I, work. I was really, it was great. Out of work. He's on the dull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The like desert fish look pretty delicious. Uh, do you mean the big whale thing the he's be- ch- yeah, chopping the up? The desert whale. Yeah, it, I mean, looked yeah, like, it did, but looked like, how long has it been there? Uh, apparently, it's like pretty chilled. It's like the way it works, right? Pretty chilled. It's, it's a sandy desert. It must be pretty hot. No, it's like, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a desert, you know, uh, sashimi. And I, I'm sure, oh. you know, based off its conditions, it can last a while. I don't fucking know. It's, it looked good. 
Looks like salmon. I mean, it does look like salmon. Just juicy salmon. I don't know, man. Like, I've got a feeling it's building something really nice. Like, I, dude, I love uh, Ewan McGregor, but like, I found it pretty boring. Okay. Yeah. I think he so holds boring. it up a lot. No, I loved him, but like, I guess like, I didn't, I forget what, how does it end for you? I don't uh, want to spoil episode two. The dude gets hung. The old, the, the, the Jedi who was. So it hasn't introduced the main reason for. The main inciting incident. Leia getting kidnapped? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If that That's in, in the episode first episode, one. yeah. So I just don't like that as the premise. Okay. Why not? So it just feels very retconny. I wouldn't be surprised if that only takes up a couple of episodes. But like, surely any time during the like original trilogy, when she's talking to Obi-Wan, this would have come up. She doesn't talk to him that much though. Enough. Like- no, enough. They, no, yes, because they literally they they no. find her in the finder, they fall in the trash compact compactor, and then they get split up. Obi Wan goes off to fight. No, actually, Obi Wan doesn't. She sends the message to Obi Wan. To that's yeah. like uh, we need help. Da, 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 da. No, my, my reference like remember me. You saved my life. She like introduces herself. Of course, he knows who she is. I don't know. I just I don't like the recon, but it's a, it's a minor gripe. Like I'm sure that they'll move on quickly. Yeah, but uh, the 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 lady's pretty badass. The Inquisitor. What well, do you not think? him. The, the, no, no, well, the I guess he's pretty bad. Inquisitor too. number three or whatever she's yeah, called. Yeah, number sister three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? They're all but, Inquisitors. Yeah, she she just, I like, she's very, very like angry about something. Oh, I, believe, I believe she's pissed. So, well, someone posited to me the other day, yeah. perhaps she might have been, you know how the series starts and it shows yeah. Order 66. And there's being, one black. Well, kid. is there? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it's obviously oh, right. her. I didn't realize that. Okay, <laughs> <For> cool. <sure. laughs> well, all the Inquisitors are you often previously Jedi of some yeah. description, so. That's interesting. I like it, man. I'm 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 pumped to. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to keep watching. But what else? What else have we been up to? Uh, then I've been watching the uh, the Stranger Things. So I'm two episodes into Obi Wan, two episodes into Stranger Things. Okay, um, well, please don't tell me anything about the uh, the old S. All I will say about Stranger Things is, fuck, it's scary. Okay, I know this very of... Stephen King esque, yes. like the peak Stephen King moments of previous seasons, but like more. Yeah, there's a lot of Pinhead references in it, so I'm told. But um, I'm trying to stay away from everything. So please, 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 please. Don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen Penance, so I wouldn't know. But all I know is it's quite frightening. And, I'll, and I guess like this just reminded of like how just well casted this movie and like how, sure. how how well casted it is, but also how like very aware of what it is like it, the, every Stranger Things Stranger Things season. I'm reminded of like how much this is like an ode to a certain era yeah, for of sure. films. And, it, and it, it still isn't getting old for me. Because it's so well done. It's so intentional. You know what's interesting? Watching back the original three seasons, my my opinion of them, having only watched them once, was that it was gradually sort of declining quality. Yeah. I was and I'm now watching back. I'm like, this is sick. When did I ever think this was bad? Yeah. The dialogue is good. The dialogue is good. The actors are good. Yes. There's really not a bad actor. I I would I would argue like the only one that kind of comes off as like bad sometimes is like Eleven. But that's just because she's kind of like one dimensional. Stunted. Yeah. 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 Just feels very stunted. (laughs) Stunted is the best way to put it. (laughs) Just a couple years behind. (laughs) She skipped a few years of school. (laughs) I mean, you can't blame her, but like, I'm sure this actress is getting bored of playing her because she's a good actress. Well, like, I don't know if she's still doing that shtick in the new series, and I don't want. I'm not sad, but I'm just saying, like in general, like she's probably. Well, they're only doing one more season after this, so that'll be it for her. Hopefully, I mean, you never know. They might end up trying to do some backdoor pilots in this one. Yeah. Who knows? Hop. 
Hopper goes rogue. <laughs> He's a new James Bond. Uh, and then I, I capped it off with uh, Hook. Do you remember Hook? Oh, I do. You on yeah. Robin Williams kick still? Oh, yeah, we are. Well, like, you know, we made a list and now we're just oh, nice. going through it. And uh, I, always, I always liked Hook as a kid. Like, I didn't, I don't remember the details of it having watched it so many times. I remember all the moments, but I didn't actually remember the story. Rufio. Yeah. Rufio. Rufio. Oh, um, Bangle Rang. But that's it. Yeah, it was enjoyable. <laughs> and uh, I quite, I, yeah, it was, it was a good one. Watched it with the missus. And then I'm finally getting to the end of, uh, I've been doing a bit of reading just to unwind at night. Finally getting to the end of that uh, Wise Men's Fear, which is the, the last book in the King Killer Chronicles, The nice. Name of the Wind. I might have to get that book back, by the way. Nice. Well, some notes in it. I want to I wanna mm, finish reading. And nah. You're never going to read it. We I am. I started reading it tonight. Oh, this is such a lie. I, 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 hope, you're, I, hope, I hope you do. I, I hope am. You do. Uh, point being, why have I done this to myself again? <laughs> Another unfinished series. You ask this every week and I still still have no answer, mate. I just love the tragedy of it all. <laughs> yeah. Love to I, torture myself. How about you? I've been doing some pretty cool stuff. You already yeah. mentioned Obi-Wan. I, of course, watched the first episode of that. I tried to diversify a little bit. I've got a recommendation from a friend of the show coming up later in the pod, which I'm going to let you know about. Sweet. However, I did a couple of random bits. I started, I, I really, really tried. I started the Halo series. Now, we were going to talk the about The actual this, series. The TV show. Yeah. We were going to talk about this. Yes. However. You can't do it. No, <laughs> it's all, it's not awful. It's just really long and slow. Like it's um, dull. Like, to the point it's dull. Like the first it's gotten se- like middling to yeah, good reviews. It must get better as it goes through yeah. because like I know by uh, osmosis from like media that they never reach the ring, the halo ring. They never reach it. So it's like, what else are they going to be doing? And that there's, this- well, there's a lot of backstory to be fair. No, I get it. But like, I don't know, man, it's not. I don't like the characters. It's like if you if you want to do it for the pod, I'll force I will I will to watch. watch it. I'm still gonna watch it, but I've also heard they like they're not doing the game story. It's like a, its own thing. Oh yeah, it's, it's completely which its is thing. like to me, it's just like haven't they learned? Well, you know it, what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil was so bad. Yes, like all the all the games where they take the story, like no, we're just gonna do our own thing. Like rarely does that work out. Well, rarely. interestingly, in the first episode, there is a scene when mm. Spartans come in. And they clean shop. And it is the best scene in the entire thing so far. Like I mean, good action. Incredible action. And it, uh. it does go a bit gamey. Like, you know, you're doing like the first person. Stuff. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Honestly, it was yeah. fun. But that was it. It was this <laughs> five to ten minute thing. And the rest of it's just There's been a lot of B-list actors. Boring stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, Leif I, Schreiber's I, brother. Leif yeah, Schreiber's I just, a B-list I just, actor. I've just seen the people. I'm like, these look like B-list actors. It's like not, no one big is in it. It's not special. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit concerned about the the Lord of the Rings show coming to Amazon. Ah, uh, Amazon is is different than Paramount. Yeah, Amazon I know. seems to have better shit, to be honest. Yeah, man. yeah, I'm I'm being facetious, but um, all right. A couple of other things I've been doing. Uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube of late, and I found a really cool channel that I really like actually. And I'm going to mention one next week, but the one I want to talk about is Cut Short. It's called, and what it does is it does a lot of things that I think you'd be cool on and interested in. Cut Short. It talks about. The reasons why certain movies were never, never realized. So, for example, we talked recently about the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man films. Yeah. And Sam Raimi obviously came back for Doctor Strange. He did those first three uh, movies with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And he talks about why the fourth movie never actualized. Yep. And it's really, I mean, I knew some of the bits. I so did anyway. I, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
but it is really interesting hearing it because he puts it in a timeline almost and you you go through the stages and why things then he'll talk about what you know about the movie so for some movies the script has been like released if even if the film was never made mm. so we'll talk through what the movie would have been did they do that for spider-man 4 no they didn't because the, the script never got released we only got like some like picture picture boarding Concepts, of, of it yeah, yeah exactly so Though we never got it, he like he talks you through what the director said it could have been. It's so interesting. Like, so what was it? Who were the villains? Uh, he, he, so he wanted the funnily enough the vulture who we got actually yeah. in Spider Man Homecoming, but he wanted originally Ben Kingsley, who mm. who you know is the Mandarin or my name Trevor yeah. from from Iron Man, and uh, it, he changed it to one. Um, who's the guy we talked about recently? Who you? really like he talks like this and he talks like oh you said uh, the exact same thing uh, john malkovich yeah and, oh, and he, no different guy sorry no, i'm thinking of john Mal- yeah he and he ended up wanting john malkovich to the part there's all these really interesting storyboards of it so like it starts <laughs> yes what go and check it out i tell you what man it's it's really cool and uh the last one i wanted to mention was maybe we might talk about this potentially next week but I got to see Top Gun Maverick this week. So I've heard. <laughs> so I've heard. Now, you know, we've been pretty down on this movie through the podcast. Just mainly because it won't stay out of my face, bro. Yes. I mean. Much like Goose's son who gets into Tom <laughs> Cruise's face. He won't stay out of my face. Honestly. With their haircuts. And I them. really enjoyed it. <laughs> like, I'm, I was so surprised at myself. And I think, I think I've pinpointed part of the reason why maybe I'm enjoying Marvel movies a bit less and less at the moment. Because they're worse and worse. No, it's the expectations. Like, I go into every Marvel movie thinking this is going to be the best thing of all time. I went to this thinking this is going to be rubbish. <laughs> and, and it was great. Yeah, yeah, the expectations are one thing. Like, and that that's true. But I've heard from people that this is a good movie. It is genuinely yeah, good. So like, I checked on IMDb. I think the original is about a 6.9. This is yeah. about an 8.2. So go. I was like... I mean, I, I don't really go by the ratings, but it's interesting to see that gulf in how mm-hmm. people feel about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. We'll talk about it maybe next week. How do you feel? If I've got time to go see it, I would be down. My man. So let's, uh, let's debrief. All right. Well, speaking of Marvel, have you heard this week? We've got a lot of newses to get through. A lot, a lot of newses, but... Newses. We have a weird one to <laughs> start with. This could be news. <laughs> This could be on your weird news segment and okay. also something that fits in our in okay, our category. That's good. That's that's a double whammy. Now you remember Stanley. <laughs> no. He's dead, right? <laughs> Stanley who? You know he's dead. St- Stanley. Oh, Stan Lee. I thought you said Stan Lee. Wow. Like Stanley. <laughs> you know Stanley? <laughs> like, you know, like, like like a very childish name, Stanley. Uh yes. I I think I've heard about this. Go ahead. Yeah. So Genius Brands. And POW Entertainment, it's, it's not, it's POW Entertainment, uh, have apparently signed a 20-year licensing deal with Marvel for Stan Lee's likeness, which includes future appearances in Marvel potential movies, TV series, theme parks, etc. And this is fucking terrifying. How the hell could they do that? He's not even alive to sign off. I, it's his estate who've signed it off. So his family's been like, sure. So basically, like, he... Started a company at the end of his life with these guys, and they've just signed off on it. It sounds fucking terrifying. I don't know. I don't want to see dead people on screen. It freaks me out. It's like let him, let him be. You know? Yeah, yeah. That is weird. What do you think about that? I just think like, what do they think that's actually gonna do? I don't know. Why do it? What's he gonna? I mean, I understand the theme park thing because you could be like Excelsior <laughs> when you come in, but like, what? Like, what is he gonna do in a movie? Is he gonna start doing his famous cameos again? Yeah, I think that's probably what they're trying. To do. No, 
bad. It looked bad in Endgame when he it was a CGI. Was he CGI'd in Endgame? He wasn't CGI'd in Endgame. He he filmed it and they like did the de-aging thing on him. And mm. it did not look good because he's just an old man. It's like you can only de-age so far. You can't stop like <laughs> yeah. the, the age thing barreling of you. But yeah. look, there's plenty of Marvel news. Uh, did you also hear this week that we were part of the hashtag Save Daredevil movement, which has apparently worked. <laughs> it's back, baby. But um, we knew this. We no, knew no, no, no. Well, we didn't know that you're saying the show's back. The show ah. has, uh, it, sorry, Marvel are moving forward with a show for Disney Plus uh, with all of the original cast from Netflix reportedly returning. So it'll follow. It will follow the we same. We did it. The same storyline. Did it end on a cliffhanger? Look, I'm feeling. I'm feeling it's going to be like a rebootuation type thing. Like it's. Oh, it's no, going to follow the same characters. Yeah, it's back, Why? baby. Why? They had good content there. I just think it's probably a little bit too R-rated for the Disney Plus stuff. But then Moon Knight was pretty R-rated. I guess. I, I haven't seen it all, so I don't remember. I saw all of Moon Knight, but all of there are so many corridors for fighting that they haven't fought in yet. So it many parking so lots. So many. So, so many dark corridors. So many parking lots, dude. <laughs> Final bit of oh, Marvel news yeah. before we move on. You mentioned before the show that you'd seen the new Thor Love and Thunder trailer. I did. I did. And uh, accidentally, but I did. Anyway. Accidentally. Like I got like halfway through on like I wasn't paying attention. I thought it was the old one. And I was like, this is new sure. stuff. Then I was like, oh, I'm already halfway through, whatever. I think it's good. Um, it, well, yeah, it was interesting. It was good. There was. Uh, I think know, we saw it in the more cinema. Yeah, well, I didn't. You did. Um, yeah, we as in me and my partner. Yeah. Yeah. The villains. Uh, the villain looks cool. God, the God Butcher. Looks... We we might 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 if I get around to it have a, a little uh, trailer breakdown video coming out on our YouTube channel. Okay. Check it out. I will link right. it below when it happens. But yeah, I'm excited, man. He looked. Christian Bale looks bloody fabulous. He looks really good costume and fucking dude, whatever. Chris Hemsworth is on. Oh my! He is just like he is a god. He is so jacked, <laughs> He's a god. like and so defined, like his abs, everything. I'm just like, you are fake. He is just a muscle, <laughs> a giant make, muscle. Doesn't make any sense, mate. And uh, I just wanted to also give a shout out to friend of the show, Jacob. Thank you for sending us this, and thank you for giving us the gold that is. <laughs> he thinks that Christian Bale's God, the God Butcher, looks like Voldemort. He kind of does. <laughs> It's actually accurate. Well, it's ironic. I don't get he this. looks like Voldemort with tattoos. It's ironic that in the comic <laughs> books, he actually doesn't have a nose either. So. I just hear him like, I'm not a cadavra. Have you seen that video? Yeah, it's so the kids at, This kid at dinner, we'll, we'll share it on our Instagram feed or something. That this kid at dinner just constantly pretends to, like, be just yet to be Voldemort. And he's like, does the whole scene of... Right, Kill the spare. <laughs> and Friends, it's been 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> he so does it and then he's, at the dinner table. This is a really niche I, bit I of butchered geek culture. That. Yeah, I butchered that bad, but it's fucking hilarious. His mom's like, Kevin, or whatever. <laughs> we have guests. <laughs> it is beautiful. Uh, look, moving on. Did you hear this week? Uh, the Godzilla oh, God. franchise. Fuck it's back. Off. Uh, apparently, I hear this and I don't want to. Yeah, apparently, uh, Apple TV have a show in the works, a TV show, and it's uh, it's found its director in One Division's Matt Shackman. Shackman, Shakeman. I'm assuming Shackman. <laughs> I would, I, <laughs> How would you know? Shakeman, Shakeman, surely. I think it's Shackman. Shakeman's better. Shakeman. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather be Shakeman than Shackman. Look, I would just say this needs a big budget, right? Like, think about it. 
any anything where your monster is a big CGI creature, it's going to need a big CGI budget. Does it? Or they could go the route of the first Godzilla movie or where... the route of our main topic today. You just don't see it. Um, I Yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about Godzilla anymore. Really? I'm over Godzilla. I love it. Godzilla vs. King Kong was so bad. It no, kinda, it wasn't. It, it kind of put me off. No, it wasn't. Mate, they went into the hollow earth. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's it also terrible. has fucking, it also has the Northman in it. Do you realize that? Wait, does it? Yes. He's the main fucking scientist. No. Yes, the, he's the hollow earth theorist. We did a podcast on this. Link to our podcast. We did a podcast <laughs> on this. It's such on a, the Northman or on the well, both. Oh my god! It's such a bad movie. I forgot it was Skarsgård. Oh my yeah, god! Skarsgård, that's his name. Skarsgård is the fucking Hollow Earth theorist. Is he really? Wow! Right, I sorry, never I digress. That. No, that's so interesting. I wonder yeah. if he'll be coming back for the TV show. I hope not, for his sake. <laughs> Apple just throwing money at the Skarsgårds to bring yeah. them all back. <laughs> Did you also hear this week that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning got a new trailer? Did you see it? So I did. And what I will say, because I know I know what you're going to say. Oh, it looks good. Yes. I I want to hear what you're saying. I, I think it did look good. Okay. My point is, I think it was like a really, really well done trailer. And the movie will be just like another Mission Impossible. Well, it's a part Like nothing one. special. Yeah, that's all. It's like, oh, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, mm-hmm. Endgame. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, but... There's a it, big difference between Avengers uh, Infinity War Endgame and Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 <laughs> yeah. and Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. Yes. I feel like good I don't point. know which side they're going to fall on. <laughs> I, look, the trailer was really good. I like it was the like trailer. a really well-constructed trailer, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie. I liked the trailer. I thought it was good. Yeah. It brought back a lot of the old classic elements. I love like the silent part of it. It was like a very silent... Like It wasn't silent, but yeah, it was no, like, a very only, soft There's only one score. speaking part in it, I think. Yeah, and it was like two... Like these crazy, crazy stuff happening, but with like a very silent score. It was Yeah, I, li- I like a it. Subtle score. Subtle. Subtle is the word I'd go for. Not silent. I'm just excited <laughs> to see silent. what Tom Cruise is going to try and kill himself on next. Well, he just does the... Well, he did the old dirt bike off a mountain with yeah. the bungee jump thing, which has like been done before, but I forget by who. It just looks madness. Yeah. Like this... I, I'm excited to see every movie. Like I was excited to see in Top Gun how he's going to try and kill himself. But if you watch his uh, James Corden appearance, you take James Corden up in a plane and they fly so close to the side of the mountain, James Corden's shitting himself. It's great. James Gordon, is he a... Corden. Is he a talk, talk show host? Yeah, he's the yeah. British guy who does American yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I know he did the Friends reunion. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about when you said that. I didn't know his name, but you were like the British guy that does all the American yep. shows. Yep. <laughs> so why is that a thing? How did that happen? I don't know. Good he, for him. He had like a summer in the UK where he was everywhere for like five minutes and we got so sick of him. We sent him to the States. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would not get in a plane with that guy. Tom Cruise is a yeah. fucking crazy man. Yeah, he's not that good at everything either. I mean, I know he hasn't killed himself oh, yet, know. but it's... He's bound to do it eventually. And I don't want to be in the He's park. not done it yet. That's not for me. Look, a couple of last bits of news before we move on. Uh, first and foremost, did you hear this week? God of War apparently has a TV show coming out. Now, Sony have confirmed its plans to move ahead with a, with a show for Amazon Prime. That I've completely th- doesn't follow the game. I don't know. This could be epic, man. Like, <laughs> no, think it could about be. It. I, agree. I agree. I'm just joking. Who would you, who would you have as Kratos? I don't, I'm not as tied to this as you, but like just by looks, uh, you know who could have been it 
but I'm forgetting his name, but he plays the villain in the first Iron Man. Is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah. A bald Jeff Bridges. Really? I didn't realize it was Jeff Bridges before I said that, but that look... Like I, th- I just think he pl- he could pull it off if he was a yoke. Really? But, but Jeff Bridges wouldn't get yoked. He's an old man now. Yeah, he's way too old. <laughs> he's like... so I didn't realize who I was talking about until I got to the end of that yeah, okay. statement. But I don't know. What do you think? You mean Jeff Bridges in two thousand and eight? Yes, exactly. Maybe two thousand. Maybe maybe two thousand, but on HGH. Get him on a get him on a cycle. Get him on that cycle nice and early. I don't know. What do you think? I, somebody... I was gonna go with uh, Jason Momoa, JMO. Uh, think of him like think think of him in his Game of Thrones character, but with a bald head and very white. I, just, <laughs> I feel yeah. like it would look weird. Yeah, because I, I know he's tan. But I mean, like Kratos is kind of weird looking. What about uh, Skarsgård? <laughs> Again, he's not bald enough. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's somebody better that we just can't think of. Dave Batista. It doesn't need to be a big big name. I'd prefer if it was not. I prefer it needs to be a big dude. Yeah, agree. Dude but, needs to be jacked. Yeah. Get that human growth hormone. Out. Um <laughs> speaking of video games, did you see that there was a new I mean Star Wars Ooh, Jedi yeah. Survivor game, which I think is the Fallen Empire sequel. We're not gonna Only, get Star Wars Celebration. It's there was there's too much, but yes, yeah, I did. but merely just because we talked about Star Wars video games like we what did was last episode. So what did you it. think of the trailer? Um I didn't play the first one, so it didn't make sense to me. But it looked well, nice. Me neither. It just looked great. Yeah, looks, I played the first 15 minutes. It looked nice. There was no might, gameplay. It was just like I might a release. play it before it comes out. Wait, the new one? The old one. Or sorry, the old one. Um, yeah, I, I would be down. If you buy it, I'll play it. I'll steal it from you. Great. Do a trade. <laughs> it's apparently got a Souls-like formula to it. wouldn't it. be that difficult, though, surely. I, don't, I mean, that's it's, a, it's more about like rolling and taking your chances when you can take them rather than it just being like a hack and slash. That's good. Which I'm all right with. I'm cool with that. Well, you're playing the like yeah. the culmination of all the Souls games. I am together right now. Right now so. I'm spending way too much time playing Elden Ring at the moment. It's I mean, I forgot to say I've also been playing. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Horizon. Horizon. It's fucking fun. Oh yeah. yeah. The first one. This the first one. Yeah. The combat is just really first fun. One's amazing. Yeah, it gets I, better as you go through as well. I, and I just like started to get too good, and I was like beating like just killing everything without having to like worry about Try. it so i just put it on very hard and i have to like sneak around yeah. and it's much better that way i uh i got really good at Elden. like i got really strong on Elden ring and because i got sick of dying all the time i was like fuck i just don't like i would go into a new place and you just get murked <laughs> this immediately. game looks so depressing to be it's honest tr- honestly but, no but get this right so i got really good and i spent the last like I don't know, maybe 20 hours running around and just murking everything. It was amazing. I would just kick the shit out of bosses. It was great. I've got to what's like the final stretch of the game and it is unbelievably hard. It is, <laughs> it is literal depressing. I just fought these, but this boss and it's like a duo, uh, the something, something duo. And fuck me, man. They kicked the shit out of me. It was hard. I had to go and do a bunch of like random shit just to, just to stop playing it for like five minutes. I was like, I need a break. I need an Elden Ring break. <laughs> is it like story missions that you're getting to that are hard? Or is it just like extra shit? Yeah, yeah. This is like the end game of the story. Yeah, okay. Like, but it's like the, there isn't like a there isn't like a rich narrative to it. It's like you want to burn down the Elden Tree and become the Elden Lord. Why? I don't really know why. <laughs> you mean you don't read Could all the lore? Be because I haven't read yeah, you don't read the, any of the little snippets. Li- listen to any of the shit that they say. <laughs> They hired George R. R. Martin for this shit. You should really, like, 
give it a but little bit of to credence. Find out, to find out any of the lore in these Dark Souls type get Souls Bond type games, you you have to go out of your way and do all this weird shit. Like you can't just get it by playing the story. Yeah, the story will happen regardless if you find out what's going on or not. Yeah, yeah. But I've done all these like weird side quests and shit, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I've done. I've done all mm. this weird stuff and. Stuff keeps popping up that I'd seen in videos from ages ago. I've been like, oh, this is, comes up in the end game if you do X and Y. And I'm like, oh my God, I must have done that thing and completely <laughs> forgotten about it. So I don't have a fucking clue, man. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Let us know what you guys have heard. Uh, we Thank you, friend of the show, Jacob, for firing over the news this week about uh, Voldemort the God Butcher. We really appreciate it. Hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. Tag us in a post or send us direct. We'll call you out. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, now, do you want to preface our main topic, Dio? Uh, sure, man. We uh, This is another in- rendition of um, movies we should have seen but haven't. Or in this Some case, of us haven't. <laughs> movies Tommy should have seen yeah. but has not. It's an anthology, today. baby. So uh, it, we watched Alien, which was originally filmed uh, in 1978. We were watching it in 2022. Well, well done, mate. Catching, <laughs> catching up. <laughs> No, well, well, you know when I watched this movie. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, do you want to tell me a little bit about your connection to it when you yeah. saw it first? I mean, honestly, I can't recall when I'd seen it first. But you've seen it a bunch. I, of times. I've seen it a bunch of times, and I've seen it like I remember seeing like parts of it. The first time I remember seeing it like front to back, I was actually on a long haul flight, which really oh, sets really? the mood. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> it's like consi- considering the plot, uh, yeah, wow. you're just like, oh, this thing could be on here. What if, what if I was stuck on this <laughs> flight with a fucking alien? Too many um, aliens on this motherfucking plane. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was really it was fucking scary, really cool, intriguing. And, yeah, man. Um, it's weird because it stands up and there's so many things like where, again, I think this like set a lot of tropes, but yeah, in well, let's a lot of ways, it. like did it in ways that like the tropes didn't, haven't been, been able to capture. Again. <laughs> you ruined my stupid plot summary. Sorry. <laughs> it's um, all right. Okay. Uh, but with that in mind, uh, do you want to give me your, your stupid plot summary? I would love to, yes. Let's hear it. It's very simple this week, DL. Same. I didn't I didn't need to go too deep on this because we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. But uh okay. in space, no one can hear you create a horror trope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good tagline though, this movie had. So good. It's so well so done. So good. It just sets the scene for it. Perfectly. Which in space, no one can hear you scream was yes. the original uh Oh, wait, I, did I get it wrong? Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. Just Go off. on. What's yours? Uh, a few idiots didn't follow lockdown rules and we all pay the price. Sounds familiar? <laughs> That's great. It's accurate. That's so so accurate for this movie. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, I mean, look, this, this is a massive cultural phenomenon, this movie. Like, people still love this. Yeah, they, they're still making movies. They're still making movies. <laughs> At least about they have in the last, like, couple of years. 40 years later. Yeah. Do you want to then guess for me what the IMDb score is for this movie? I would say eight five. Exactly eight five. Really? Yeah. I did not look that up. That's actually. I was gonna say eight two. I like an eight two. You know. You like an eight two. But I was like, I know I always lean on the eight two. (laughs) It's time to change my ways. All right then. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes is? Uh, ninety two. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. That is unbelievable. And finally, the the breaking point. Metacritic. What do you think Metacritic score is? Eighty. Eighty. Flat. 89. Really? So this is getting some serious love. This is I mean, probably is the highest movie. we've ever had for a Metacritic it score. Is a, it is a good movie. Literally it's ever. very unique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, this is uh, obviously Ridley Scott, uh, who we well know from such uh, movies as Blade Runner, Gladiator, 
Will Smith's concussion. He did Gladiator. <laughs> he did. Oh, no way. Uh, this has got a really awesome cast, even though at the time, uh, not many of them were massively well-known. It's got uh, Tom Skerritt as Dallas. We all know Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, who is amazing. But it's a tiny cast. There's only like seven members on the on the cast role, which I find super fucking interesting. Well, like, it fits the, the like kind of, you know contained nature of the movie oh absolutely yeah well do you want to tell me uh Uh, correction it was 1979 it was 1979 i didn't want to correct you at the time do you want to then tell me what the plot of this movie is we're not going to do spoilers and non-spoilers this week it's from it's from 1970s man come on like (laughs) you're telling us you're the one that hadn't seen it yet i know well you know what like i'm to preface this I think I'd seen it when I was very young, too young to really watch this movie. And I know the majority of the story just by osmosis. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. immediate. Like it is. it's been satired to death. Uh, so I kind of knew what the beats could be. What I wasn't ready for was the sense of isolation you get with this movie. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a, it's a creepy movie. What do you think the plot Lonely. was then? Um, look, the, the, I mean, the plot at a high level is the crew of a commercial spacecraft, you know, a long haul miner. The Nostromo. Miner. Yeah, it's a good name. Good name. Yeah, a long, although the, the awful looking spaceship uh, and awful uniforms. Yeah, they, terrible. They they they, they, they have like a rainbow on the logo at all. Also, yes, the pajamas as well. I mean, I mean, like, what pajamas? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, this was very misogynistic. The yeah. guy's pajamas, so. full coverage. Her is very it's like basically a g-string. Yeah. Anyway, we get we're getting off the point here. What, what was the story? Um, the crew of a commercial spacecraft. So I think it's like a long haul miner or something. It kind of is. Yeah. Uh, it's a mining ship. They encounter a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. They do. Um, the and protocol dictates that they must go and yeah. investigate. And so, so in essence, like the they're woken up from like cryo sleep, yes. which again trope. Like, when have you every cryo sleep thing since then looks like this one? Yeah, they, exactly. They yeah. kind of it feels to me like they invented it. Um, they wake up and because there's been a signal for like an emergency beacon, and protocol dictates that when you have that and you're within a certain space, which is you know it's like a mayday call. Um, that you go and investigate it, and so that's what we we see them do. I'm and just looking because you say the 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 stay the, the stasis thing. 2001: A Space Odyssey did it right. Did they do it? I'm pretty sure they did. I don't a, remember that movie? I don't think. Well, I, look, to be honest, I don't think I've seen that. That movie. was out in 1968. I think I've fallen we, asleep we could do that. to that movie like a bunch of times. I think so too. Yeah, I think you've fallen asleep. To that movie <laughs> I just never too. finished it. But yeah, man, like. It is literally that. It, it's it's basically the classic setup to what most horror sci-fi movies are now, at least in space. So yeah. I, I look, it, it is sort of creating genres as it goes from the very moment it starts. And what I like about the movie is that it's sort of it perfectly contained in terms of a story. Yeah, it is. But it gives you so much information without even particularly realizing it like you yeah. learn all about like the the ship all about the crew you learn all about their gripes you learn about their personalities you learn about the feuds they're having between themselves all within the first like few minutes of meeting them it's amazing well it just feels like a like a, a really real crew and a, like a fleshed it, out universe yeah and you you start it like and it starts really slow the movie and you you you're almost like it's almost like you know these guys are it's like a day of work Yes, them, yes. Which you can identify with as someone who goes to work every day. So it's like, <laughs> it's not like this. No, but it's, it's a, it's a fair point because it's like, it's not like this, like, you know, futuristic setting where like everyone's perfect and like, it's all gleaming and, and absolutely and bl- bright and white. No, this is like a lived in Warren ship. The setting feels real. It feels, it feels like a, it's super grimy that ship. It yeah. looks 
super worn down. It just feels like a normal, like, you know, like I, I believe that this is what a future could like because it's, it's still kind of relevant to it's my life mind, today. Just yeah. there's no spaceship. You well, it's it said in uh, twenty one twenty two, which I, you know, a hundred years from now, do you think we're going to be doing deep space? Some ex- major, major uplifts and an internet level change. I right? know. Oh, who knows? You, you never know at this point. I'm pretty sure the spaceships won't be that lacking in aerodynamics if we do get there. Legos. But um, look, man, like I think you're right. Like the whole. One of the key reasons that keeps coming around for all the research that I've done on this of why people love this movie so much is the crew and how they act as real human beings. Like yeah. in, a, in a lot of movies, people act like they, none of them introduced. None of them get that introduction no. moment. You're just thrown into the middle it, of it. And you're thrown into the dynamic. The dynamic feels relatable. You got people getting underpaid that are like the grunt workers. You exactly. You got like the higher up, like scientist people that are kind of just removed. And then you got the, the, the leaders that are kind of, you know, sitting in the ivory tower. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just a really relatable, um, I guess, group of individuals. And also the casting, like they're all pretty good actors. Yeah, yeah. There was no mm. one that was super campy. Uh, I really enjoyed John Hurt in this. He's a favorite actor of mine. He he played Kane, the guy who first gets the face hugger. Yeah, no, he's and he's he's well, just a great death scene. Ah, oh, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Speaking of that, then, what's your uh, favorite or you know most standout scene to you in this movie? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. There's a lot of good ones. I think like. Some of the ones with, uh, what's, what's the, uh, uh, not some of the ones, but just one. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what is it? Parker is Parker. The, the main, one of the main engineers, the black guy. Yes. Yes. There's a scene where like the blood drips down. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. That one's pretty cool. Where um, he's just like, where it's just him. it was huge. Yeah. That part. Yeah. That's very cool. That was really cool. Cause it was like, you're, you're like, you're not even seeing the monster, but the, the creepiness factor is still happening because mm. it's building to what it is. Like yeah. as you, you know, the Jaws effect, right? You don't see the shark. A lot That's of that. exactly how I a lot of like all, all the good kind of horror monster movies. They don't shit. They don't give away the game too, too early. Absolutely. And this one definitely does the same. There's actually a scene. I don't know if you saw, did you watch the director's cut? No, actually, I watched the cinematic cut. So there's a scene in the director's cut because I saw that one recently and I realized when I was doing some research that it's not, and I remember it was one of my favorite scenes, okay. that it's not actually in the uh, the cinematic one, uh, the original. There, when there's He's in that room with all the chains, the other engineer. I don't know why there's all these chains. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I uh, do. The bit where he's following the cat. Yes, yes. And the water's coming down. Yep. What, in, in, this, in the director's cut, there's a scene where it shows the chains swinging. Okay. And the xenomorph is just like, you see like half of it and it's just in there, but there's no buildup. It's completely, it's just a sudden wide yeah. shot. And if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't notice it, but it's just there. And then when you do see it, you're like, wait, what is that? And you like, you know, you're like, it's almost like this, like uh, adrenaline kick. You're like, yeah. holy shit. Well, and, that's but really interesting. No, yeah. and it's like such a like reversal of what you would normally see in a horror movie. Uh, absolutely. And that's yeah. really interesting because Ridley Scott himself emphasized he wa- the, the slow tension building over jump scares in this movie. And the Mm. best bit about that part is you mentioned the Jaws effect, the music. The music is such a huge part of this movie. In that scene, he specifically called out that, I I, I watched a few behind the scenes things, Mm. he specifically called out that the music doesn't actually change when it pans over the the Xenomorph. It just continues as if like it's blended into the background and you almost double take yourself when you see that because I've seen that scene. And you're like, what the... Was, was that it? Because that, that's the first time you properly see it. Am yeah. I right? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. It's amazing. At least in that movie. And so I, I would point out that one. I mean, it's really, really hard. But yeah. uh, I'll t- I tell you mine. Mine's, yeah. mine's a slightly different one. Mine is the first time they get Kane back into the ship with the face hugger on and go into the medibay. So like, and they're trying to like take it off. And yeah, and but it, but it's this sort of like game of chess. They're like moving around it. They're like, what is this? How is it happening? Like, what's it doing? By the way, and like, then they don't s- you have like devices or something? Shut the door. Use a use a stick. That's that's, that's later. That's later. But yeah, no, this is the one. Um, you can tell it's a threat, and you, it's it's clearly killing that crew member. But there's like an a layer of confusion because they're like this little things like just on his face what's happening you you just don't know yeah and the confusion it leaves you with just it's just so interesting yeah well should we talk a little bit about what what happens then as we go through like obviously they go into the uh they, they go to inspect this uh not what uh what's it called uh distress beacon yeah yeah they go down to the planet one of the guys gets the face hugger on him. So well, they, well they, they go down to the planet and they find an alien ship and decide, well, let's just go into it because real smart. Yeah. No one's no one's Why intelligent not? in this movie. Yeah. No one. Um, but I wonder they, if that's a ca- like, what if that's like a case like this is just a run run in the mill day job. Like, well, well part, we of was, like part of you is part of you is going to say like yeah, would, like would you could you one of my questions for you as I was going through this is like can you suspend your disbelief mm. uh, when you see them do all these dumb things? Because they're minors. Mm. They're not military people, right? They're long-haul minors. Like, I, I most, for the most part, could. For the most for part. The mo- there was times where I was like, come on, guys. I think, I think the, uh, the, the tension of the scenes and how it was building kept me engaged enough. There were certain moments, and one of the things I'm going to call out in my three worst... There was a very, very specific element of this movie which took me out every time I saw it. <laughs> every time I saw this one thing, I was like, nah, that doesn't make sense. And we'll get to that when we get okay. to her. But so let's talk a bit about the performances then. So as as it goes through, um, the face hugger, as we now know it, jumps on and then it bursts out. And we'll talk about that a bit more. Bursts out and becomes a xenomorph. And then a baby xenomorph. It effectively stalks them through the ship. Yeah. Is 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 the story right? It's yeah. a story of like cat versus mouse. It grows up really fast and stalks <laughs> them through the ship real fast, <laughs> like literally it's into hours. HGH. Yeah, but uh, I think in terms of the performances, like I loved as I mentioned, like all the characters, you got zero time with them, but they were fleshed out. Well, immediately. how about that? How about the fact that not only you get zero time with them, like you're thrown into it, you don't get an intro. There's no big intro, so you you also don't know who the protagonist is going to be till like literally all the way three fourths of the movie, which is like. The crew is almost the protagonist, and then yes. it eventually becomes uh, kind of the ship is a bit as well. Do you not think? Like the design yeah. of the ship's amazing. We'll yeah. talk about it. Um, I I do think that it becomes clear, maybe slightly earlier than you mentioned, that Ripley is going to be the main character, just because she's the only one who makes any fucking smart decisions in the whole. She's the thing. only one following quarantine. The only one who. No, you're, you're right. That is the indicator. It's like the captain's like, let me in. I'm like, bro, you're the captain. Like, yeah. How have you not? <laughs> like this. what is going on there are obviously other creepy characters in it, like ash for example is creeping around and the the big twist that he's an android is so interesting it, it's, it gave a lot of rewatch value yeah big time because you get like scenes where you're like okay this guy's just kind of off and like you the first time you watch it you're like mm. he's just a bit awkward yep. you realize he's actually just like analyzing them like how am i going to get out of yeah, this absolutely. situation where they die and the, or like at the very least the alien survives, survives. Yeah. <laughs> like because when we should say if you haven't seen the movie what you find out is he's actually like at some point he's once they discover the alien and he reports back to mother which is this like kind of motherboard ai that mm. talks back to the corporate the worst ai of all owner time. it's not really even ai i guess yeah. it's, it's honestly just a it's a 
fucking interface to talk to the to the corporate it's network. Probably supposed to be an AI. But uh, he t- they he talks back and he hears from the company and they say whatever you do get the alien back because yep. they see the profit in that. They're like fuck the fuck the crew they're expendable. Yeah. And you don't know this. You find it out later, so you can see his. You know, when you rewatch it, you see the interactions and it's like, oh, now I understand what you're doing in all these, mm. in these scenes, right? Because I knew that, like, I, when I watched it, like, I knew one of them was an android. I couldn't quite remember. And it was interesting trying to figure out which Did was the android. Was him? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could kind of tell yeah. by the way. The, actually, the thing that gave it away was when... Uh, <laughs> when he was filled with milky, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, milky, that was milky anal milky beads. Milky weird substances. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see it? It looks like anal beads. It's like a big <laughs> anal bead neck and milk all over. It's fucking weird. That's the no. one miss of this whole movie. No, I just I didn't notice that bit. Uh, no, it was the bit when they were having the pay dispute, and he just he just comes out with the contract. He's like, "No, actually, the contract states this, 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 this." And you're like, "Oh yeah, it's definitely the guy. <laughs> that's it's, the guy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can tell he's not Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's not. A, he's either a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On a pl- on a spaceship. Not well, sure why, why is he with one. all these miners. That doesn't yeah. make sense. But no, like Ripley, uh, just amazing in this, right? Like the whole the whole Sigourney Weaver. Love how much of a badass it makes her, and this is kind of I think this is before the first Terminator. So like, oh this for is sure, really no, this setting, is her big. This is her biggest setting this standards. This is her big thing. And a really interesting um, uh, tidbit that I I actually read. So the Lambert character, Victoria Cart, sorry, Veronica Cartwright, and Sigourney Weaver's Ripley, they switched the characters at the last minute. So they were going in for fittings for the costumes. That's why they switched it. No, 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 they just switched it. They changed, they changed uh, a lot of the script at the very last minute mm. to make it more fleshed out. And obviously, and a lot of the like heroine story arc wasn't apparently in it in the oh, original okay. drafts. And at the last, like Sigourney Weaver, Weaver apparently really wanted this Cartwright uh, Lambert character because she was just quippy. She was making jokes mm. all the time and she was the one that she sort of most connected with. And the last minute they were like, called them up and were like, hey, you're coming in to get dressed as this person. They were like, no i'm the other one <laughs> it's like so interesting yeah it is i mean like she minus the haircut right the haircut i mean i like the haircut we cannot, no, i was down no you don't very 80s no you don't do you really look let's anyway. talk a little bit about the cinematography and world building then what did you like i mean the whole thing is fucking terrifying i loved it uh yeah it's fucking it's frightening it's like very and it's like constantly under the like as i said you know you're not seeing the monster they're constantly referencing it there's a constant tension build everyone's kind of alone throughout like there's a couple Always. duo sequences but it almost becomes the point where like when it's a duo you're like they're both gonna die well, <laughs> they're both fucked you, you say that and there's a lot of there's a lot of people being alone at different times in the movies i didn't quite understand the scale of the nostromo that's what got me like i could mm. like how big were they compared to the ship like were they were, like I can't even explain it. Like, were they like tiny comparatively? Do they take up a big spaceship? Is it just a weird shape and they all just kind of fit in each of the shapes? I mean, a big ass alien could hide for like a full day. So. Well, yeah, exactly. It must so be it a must big be ship. pretty big. Yeah. But they do a bad job of explaining because the it's size also a of it. mining thing. So they're storing the stuff. They... That's also very true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they've got like two hundred million pounds of it. Whatever. Or the fuck whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. So it, it's pretty pretty damn large. Yeah. I would, I would assume. But also, I think they use space really well in this as well. Like they use, they they not only do they use the darkness of space, mm-hmm. but like like the shot you mentioned before, where they're panning across like what you assume is a blank random part of the ship that you're just looking mm-hmm. across, 
and the aliens in the sort of in there in the background as yeah, it's like there. creeping around. They they use like darkness really amazingly in this. They do. They and do. mist too. Have you noticed the mist in it? They use mist a lot. It's I feel it's very Silent Hill. It was like when they didn't quite have the budget to finish like a set, they just they threw just a, a bunch a of mist. In. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, it worked. Yeah, it's so. There's only so a few good. times where I was like, "This is old," and it was usually when you saw like the full xenomorph, xenomorph like yeah. at the end when it was like in space. It was just a dude with was, a big head. Yeah, hat it was on. just like a puppet. Like, yeah, I know. But like, you were. <laughs> it's funny. Just back to your earlier point, you're saying like it was pretty clear that uh, Rick Ripley yep. was the main character because she was making all the right decisions until the very end. Oh yeah, yeah. Goes yeah. back for the fucking yeah. cat. Yeah, well, mate, I love Bruges. I'm not sure that thing's dead. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. I, I love. I would. I would think about it because I'd be like so hysterical. Like, but at the end of the day, I don't. I, I'm not sure. I would. Jones the cat. I don't think I'd go back. Well, definitely not a cat. I didn't have any allegiance to. Well, she does get. She does connect with it quite early on. <laughs> that's not an excuse. I like, have a damn day out of cryo sleep. I don't know. Anyway, look. I think. I think the fact that. I mean, you mentioned the alien suit. I think that's part of the world building. The mm-hmm. the fact that the majority of this is practical. This is pre-special effects, right? Pre-CGI. Yeah. It's just so well done. Why did they stop doing stop doing practical effects? I, I get know. it. CGI can do bigger and more interesting stuff. Like, fair enough if you're doing like a huge like vista, big landscape. Fair enough. But yeah. if you're doing like up close and personal things, it always looks better. I mean, better. they don't stop. Like a lot of people, like the good stuff still does. I mean, that's why honestly I liked the Dark Crystal series so mm. much was because it was just like all like practical effects, like all props, yep. homemade, probably very expensive. All high while they were doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was really cool. It was just like, you know, it took me back to an era. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this takes the whole show don't tell to a new level. Yeah. It does all of that. It's so interesting. Did you did you know that there's another key scene in the director's cut where they basically she finds her friends and they're like all part of the ship. Oh, like they're, they're like, like they, they're cocooned and she has to burn them because he's I've like heard, he begs her to burn. I've like, heard burn. about it. I didn't. Yeah. I, is is it interesting? It's like, interesting, what, but it I, part of me is also like I'm glad it wasn't in the original because it's like the, the not knowing is part of the like. Yeah. the mystique of yes. it like but it's also like explaining it also was i mean was, the alien can't be eating them because like look how skinny yeah. he is he's clearly on a no carbs well, diet <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like it's like the emotional weight is also good so it's like it was it's one of those things where there's no bad choice but i i quite enjoyed that yeah no um, that's super interesting but but then the version i watched i like the fact it's all left kind of ambiguous yeah. well it's, it's more, because it's the version where like you don't know there's a, yeah. a sequel yeah. of, and 10 franchises coming. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. The ending is it is really awesome too in that way. I don't want to get too Oh, we, we can it, get there. But, I think I think it's worth mentioning before we get there that the the bulk of the movie then becomes this, like like I say, cat and mouse, where the one Zen- by one. xenomorph is effectively picking them off one by one yep. and in couples occasionally. Yeah, and it, and <laughs> it's, just, occasionally. it's just frightening because you're like, this is how this movie's going. Like, but that's, how you, that's how you boil down who the main character is because... As it's going through, you you originally think maybe it's Dallas, maybe it's the captain of the ship. Mm-hmm. He makes a dumb decision and goes in the air vents looking for it with a flamethrower when he knows it's got literally acid blood. <laughs> Done immediately. And then it whittles down, it whittles down, and you're just like, is any... I, I would have loved it even more if no one survived. That would have been interesting. Well, you say that... She almost doesn't. And I think it's... I think be, because... 
if it wasn't for the fact that there was a bunch of money to be made making more movies, sure. when he originally made this, he kept it pretty 50-50 because we haven't talked about tones and things, but there's a there's a strong theme of capitalism does not prioritize humanity. Like, oh, yeah. Big your time. corporate greed will take over when left unchecked, and that's part of like the crew is expendable, bring the alien home at all costs kind of thing. Messed up. Given that, we know that, and given that at the end of the movie, she kicks off the xenomorph like, and she's just goes, she, mm. they're based, she's in a shuttle, right? So she can't go into speed. So she just goes into cryosleep and is like, mm. hopefully someone finds me. And she puts on a responder. Do you really think the corporate company is going to go get her? Probably like not. the reality is they, there's an audit trail of them saying everyone else is expendable. They didn't, she, they know she didn't get the alien because the ship blows up or whatever. So there's really no incentive for them to go find her. No, It'd no, be no. much better if she just disappeared. <laughs> well, she's only bringing back tides of, alien lives to earth and they don't want that right well i think that they do want that but my point is like they know that they probably think that the alien's dead they also think okay all she the only thing she can provide is information that we tried to kill them all over the alien like that's not going to be good she could also provide information on where they found it because there were other eggs on that planet yeah but i don't think they know that do they i think they know because maybe they do but my point is in that when he's in there uh he when he's in that old mate, John Hurt says there's a bunch yeah, of eggs yeah, in there. Yeah. The, That's the, an interesting but, question. But, but my point being like, you could easily see a scenario where they just leave her out there because they're like, sure. oh, the benefit doesn't worth the cost. Fuck it. So like, she could have died. She could have, yeah. If, if not for... But that's an interesting question. We mentioned there's a bunch of eggs on the on the original ship. When they land and they yes. go into this distress, uh, distress signaled uh, vehicle, which turns out to be a warning, actually. Mm-hmm. John By Hurt, another race of aliens. John Hurt finds that there's like a whole bunch of these eggs in there, like loads and loads of them. Mm-hmm. Interesting question for you. And it's completely nonsense to ask, but do you think they're in like a cryo sleep and they're waiting for a host to come by? Or do you think that they eventually expire? Cause like that, like the alien <laughs> ship they're on, everyone died a long time ago. I mean, that dude is full skeleton. Well, he, he was like not a human either. It was weird. That alien, it was that's, really, the design I, I think, was super cool because it was like, that's like something that obviously we wouldn't make. It looked like really organic and mm. life, like, like it was almost like it grew the way it became. Whereas ours is like metal block Lego. It was like so well shown that this is like two different eras and oh, yeah. species that made these two things. Um, but to your point, I think uh, that's supposed to be the, you know, they brought up Prometheus and all that. Yeah, I, that retcon. Oh, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. But but you're but you're right. Like it is what that's what they they did eventually. Now we usually talk about action around this time of the mm. podcast. What did you what do you think of the um, the action like? I mean, it's minimal. It was, yeah, it was it was when it was there it was cool, but it was mostly about like the creeping and the crawling yes. and the fleeing. A lot of the action I found came from what was going on around them. Like so for example, the point where Ripley realizes she can't win. So mm. she sets a self-destruct on the ship and everything's just going nuts yeah, and things yeah, are flying around. Really but that was. adds to the tension because that makes it easier for the xenomorph to hide almost. Like mm. it could be like sneaking around in shadows anywhere. So you're like, fuck, is, is it going to be like creeping up on her? Is it going to like... Yeah. Never well, watch this movie well, high. Well, also, dude, the worst. They're coming, the they're worst. coming. worst. Like for sure, like you're by that point, you're so stressed because you've just seen it happen to four different people. Yeah. You're like, she's next. It's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's such a superior life form that like <laughs> you just think to yourself, what could you do well, against the, it? Nothing. Exactly. And that's the, that's the crazy part. Like this is what the 70s, 80s, almost the 80s. This is the most badass alien design I think we've had. And there's been nothing close since. 
I'm, name name a, a alien like their arrival was like creative like how they were like little octopus people but it wasn't like as cool as this. I quite liked Independence Day. I thought I they were what they look like in Independence they're, Day. They're like they're not. I mean, not not dissimilar. They're like big headed and they're all like weird tentacles and wavy and shit. Like um, you remember from when Will Smith's like, "Welcome to Earth." <laughs> oh yeah, they are pretty weird. Yeah right. Anyway, I I would probably go as far as saying at least practically. This and Aliens 2, this and Aliens, mm-hmm. probably the best looking Aliens we've seen on movie. Yeah. Thing. They're just like, the design is so unique. So unique. And so interesting. fucking frightening. And apparently the original design had eyes on it. Now, I don't know why, but whenever I think of that, I just imagine someone stuck like googly eyes on the top of it. So it looks ridiculous. That's probably your, like, your subconscious trying to like make you laugh so you don't yeah. think about how fucking 100%. frightening they are. 100%. They are fucking um, terrifying. Um... But yeah, it was all practical effects, right? Like costume design, like literally can't be topped. Yeah, and the, like the whole, even just the like the, the design of like how it kills you was just like frightening. Oh yeah, like the it's just violating, like the the the, the fucking face hugger putting something inside you. That's one of my tones and things. It's just very like it's almost like a you feel violated. It feels rapey. There is <laughs> it feels rapey. Honestly, that that is one of my tones and themes. The sort of like uh, sexual violence aspect to it. Yeah. Even a lot of the artwork for this. And the dude who does HR Geiger's got this weird reputation for his, well, the things he creates. HR, anyway, what is he? Geiger. His he, well, look him up. He does the design for this and other things. He did. Yeah, yeah he does a lot of design. He got like a lot of his uh, kickoff in Hollywood from this. Mm. And yeah, there's a lot of like weird sexual sexuality to it and like aggression. It's like the id, the, the Z, like the fact that literally like it's effectively raping you to kill you. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it's nah, I'm not with it. <laughs> Glad I wasn't on this fucking boat. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Tell me about I'm it. I'm not a fan. I think the score for this movie is just another level. Like it, it takes the Jaws thing you mentioned before as in, you know, everything, everything it does, like build tension, show, don't tell. Um, don't show the monster until like it absolutely has to be. Yeah. And I think it does and hint wh- at the monster. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the, the music learn like, more about it slowly. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Goldsmith and Lionel Newman. I don't know them particularly well. Guys who composed the music for this. Just wowza. Like, I mean, yeah. wh- what else do you think? It's almost like a John Williams. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's got that vibe to it. It's epic. It's, it's uh subtle when it needs to be. It's ah oh, man. It's everything. Yeah, it's, it is good. I mean, I, you know, I told you my first experience with this was like on a long haul flight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My actual, I just remember my actual first experience with this was like the Disneyland ride as like a fucking seven year old. And it was the most frightening thing I'd ever, I cried. Yeah, I bet you did. I cried. The xenomorph walks around. You're in a circle. You're strapped in. And this massive xenomorph walks around. Like Like a real practical thing. Yeah, like a practical thing. Walks around in a circle. It gets like close into people's faces. It fucking spits, spit, and it it, like water shoots in your face. I was scarred. (laughs) I told my mom, I was like, how could you do this to me? Take me to Dumbo. (laughs) <laughs> I wanna, I, but then Dumbo got a sad backstory as well what? oh my god what's happening whatever dude i was much happier with that anyway look let's talk about the ending back in a let's, let's bring this back around uh so effectively what happens is we, we mentioned uh ripley sets the self-destruct on the ship everything's going nuts she runs back for some reason to try and find the cat we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute we, we already did we can drop oh that. no we'll come back to that um <laughs> And what happens is she gets onto the... It's like an escape pod. It's like a... 
It's a mini, yeah, it's a shuttle. It's a mini shuttle, right? It's not going to be moving and, fast. Yeah, and as as she's flying away, she thinks, "Yes, I've I've blown blown the guy up." It snuck onto the ship with her. Yeah, and it's just there. It's creepy. It's is like, it in like? It, is it in like stasis there? Like, because it's, it's not. It's, it's kind of like a spider. It like, kind of yeah. gets into a, like a little hole. Yeah, like crevasse. It's not moving particularly quickly either at that yeah. point. And like previously, it's been super perceptive. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it did feel like it. Like to get away, it like had to like it was kind of worried it was about to die and went into like a little. Yeah, thing. exactly. So yeah. she manages to like slink backwards and put on a spacesuit and fire it out into space. Yeah. But it does catch onto the ship. Yeah. So well, then she, she shoots it with like a grappling hook. Yeah. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, like, doesn't that mean it comes back to you? Well, that's the point. Cause <laughs> it comes back to the ship and she then has to use the afterburners on the ship yeah, to, yeah. to burn it. It's like so much overkill by that point. Yeah. It's been so subtle, but really interesting the way she gets rid of it. Like fires it out into space. God, could you imagine after it's done, you're just like, oh, big sigh of relief. Like, what, like, what, do you, what do you do? Big sigh of relief. But imagine if it's like... Imagine if it's put some more eggs in the ship or something. You'd yeah, I mean, like, of course you're just like anxious you'd be, as fuck. You'd be like, burn the ship. <laughs> Kill it all. Look, yeah, I, I, I love this fun, movie. I'm so, I'm so glad we watched it. Have you seen the second one? So glad we watched it. A lot of people saw the second one before the first. I know a lot about the second yeah. one. Uh, because when I was doing research for this, I watched the movies that made us mm. and it was about aliens, not about alien. And I was so intrigued. I just carried on watching it. Is alien. That's the last good one. I, I believe I after that, it's supposed to be off. okay, but it yeah. certainly go, takes a dip in quality. Yeah. I mean, I have a soft spot for alien versus predator. I genuinely <laughs> do. Like you it's nonsense. Yeah. I love a King versus Kong movie. Versus fucking gorilla. I love a nonsense movie. First fucking. Sh- Shout out to friend of the show, Andy, who who knows my love slash hatred for the film Batman v Superman. Sent me a Batman v Superman glass this week. Here you go. Oh, awesome. Thank you, friend of the show, Andy. We do very much appreciate that it. That is very nice. Do you want to quickly then tell me if there are any more tones and or themes other than the weird aggression, I mean, just like, sexual aggression? Yeah, I, I was just saying there's the corporate greed angle. There's the... Uh, I like that. I didn't. I didn't really... Put that in there, but I can I mean, see it's that. definitely there. It's definitely yeah. like a theme throughout, right? Like, you know. People they, be expendable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, it's, it's like a dystopian, like, I know that's the zeitgeist now, but like, that is maybe like in the 80s, people were like, oh, that's ridiculous. It wouldn't get that bad. But, like, yeah. you know, it kind of has. It's a very forward thinking movie. Yeah. I think it, it certainly sees what people are like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and just extrapolates that onto a future scenario for sure. Yeah. Well, what are your three best and three worst then? Three best and three worst is a section of the show where we give. Three reasons potentially to watch a movie and three reasons to potentially maybe not watch a movie. Uh, just around our own preferences, to be honest. Yeah, what just you? give you a little high level. I mean, you should watch this movie, but uh, the rewatch value, honestly, like just the, it all pretty much all holds up. There's a couple weird gimmicky things toward the, towards the end, but um, for being made in the 70s, it's, it's oh, a pretty yeah. damn good movie. The originality of like the concept at the time, and even though the fact that like, a lot of people have tried to kind of uh, capture this essence. Like, not many have. Mm. I could. I'm sure there's a couple that like a couple horror movies that are influenced by this that you'd mm. be like, oh yeah, those are, it's pretty good. But it, it's it's still kind of unique, despite the fact that it's set the tone for so many. And then just the alien design, man, it's pretty. It's just I've already talked about all these things, but it's pretty badass. No, I mean, I mean, we've waxed lyrical about this, and it's quite easy to do that. And I think one of the reasons that put me off watching it for so long was how much people wax lyrical about this. It's like, I'm sat there going like, oh, it's a movie from the seventies. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> how can it be that good? But then you think Star Wars from the seventies. So maybe they had something going there. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, my three best are 
damn, the tension building is just unbelievable, right? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It's a masterclass. It takes everything good about Jaws and puts it in space. Like, what's what could be bad about that? <laughs> uh, how sparingly the alien is used is one. I like the fact that you know, don't don't show me all your cards at once. Like that's the problem with horror movies nowadays. What's a slow start this movie? It oh, so so, but in a good way. Uh, I also liked Ripley's uh, like heroine hero arc, whatever you want to call it. Like she's such a badass in this, and it sets a precedent for like. Well, because the viewer just is like, "Thank you, yeah, lock that person out, <laughs> do not let him in, do not let him in." Yeah, he is well, the quarant- he needs well, a quarantine. Well, let's talk about worse then. Tell me, tell me your worst. I don't have much, man. I got three. Um, I, I mean, give- I, it was it was a real stretch though. Uh, what's up with the milky anal beads? Just like That's why? Fair. Why is the the robot got milk for blood? The androids. Uh, so this sorry, is Ash the, we're talking android, about. Yeah, because yeah. they hit off his head when they find out they did knock to kill his him. head they off. Knock his head off, legitimately. It's um, a cool scene. I like the cuts with that where they where it's like a human head and he's just on the floor like and then it cuts to like, I, the, the company told me to yeah that was so, creepy. I mean, it's very like I mean, Terminator took a lot from that. The first Terminator yeah. for sure. But I like that. I like that they use the practical, weird effect. The little alien just running away and oh, yeah, just like so having good. no idea what to do. It was kind of it was like bad, but I also laughed. I was like, "That's fucking hilarious." They just like just looked at it and let it get away. Um, and it goes straight out the door that they for some reason left open. <laughs> Why would you leave the door open? There's a lot of that. Yes, you have. That's what you have to suspend disbelief. For. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And there's sometimes where like you, when you rewatch it, you're like, "Oh, it's not as bad as I thought," because. The, like a lot of times the it's Ash is the one that's causing them to do these things. Like, Oh, I, he's like super unhelpful about certain things. Like yes, he's like he just really trying to put them at risk. Um, but anyway, interesting. The, the protagonist haircut. <laughs> you really don't like that. Not a fan. All right. I, I was being honest. That's it. That's my three. <laughs> that's the whole three. Okay. I don't have any. It was a good movie. Yeah, that's fair. Mine, mine are, um, uh, that uh, look, the fact that they let the alien on the spaceship in the first place. And, and, and I get it from what you're saying. It's Ash who does it. So Ash is clearly trying to force the yeah. hand. Yeah. But it's a case of like when when they're so when they're trying to bring the, uh, the alien on the spaceship, which is at the time a face hugger on Ash. I, not Ash, sorry. Uh, Broke his, it's uh, Kane. On Kane. Yeah. Face hugger at this point is on Kane. They make it seem like only Ripley can open that door from the command center. But then the Android Ash just walks down and presses the button and it opens anyway. <laughs> it's like, what's the point in building that tension if you're just going to cut it anyway? Well, because it's like, how did that happen? And, it, and I get and it. It's it a leads, contrivance the, at least like the mother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of a nonsense. Um, my second one is the fact that they constantly break their own rules. So for example, let me give you an example. At the, when they know they're getting picked off one by one, Ripley specifically says, us three are going here and we're staying together. And then the Cat Jones runs by. We're going to come back to Jones. The Cat Jones runs by and she goes, uh, you, the the other um, mechanic guy, you go and fetch the cat. Why? Man, I would tell her to pound. Why? I would tell her to pound sand. Exactly. It's like, it's the cat. Who, who cares? And she's like, oh, it could mess with the thing. And just deal with it. Just stay together. Either all go after the cat or just leave it. It's gone the other way. Or just like let the cat be a distraction so you survive. Exactly. <laughs> Absolute. Like it's complete nonsense. Stop breaking your own rules. Yeah. And my third and final one was Jones the cat. Like what? what is a cat doing on that spaceship? What on earth? Like the whole 
point of it being there is complete nonsense. I mean, it's it's a long flight. It's yeah, exactly. Is the cat going in cryo sleep? That's the question. <laughs> cryo sleep. <laughs> Inside well, a lot of fur balls. is very specific to human body temperature. <laughs> How is it getting in the cryo with a human? I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. And it's a bad character. It fucks everyone up. Three of the deaths happen because of the goddamn cat and Ripley the cat nearly is, dies. The cat is not helping. It's the story. catalyst. You thought the cat would be the first one to die as like a warning shot. No, 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 no. That's the one that bloody survives. Yeah. Awful. Like, it's basically a character in this movie and it's the worst. I hate it. I don't think it's the worst. I, I think it... It makes you like be like, come on, but like, it has a place. Like, it's like you know. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I'm really put out by the cat. I gotta tell you. Look, tell. let's go for our final question of the show. Then we do. We don't do a rating system here on Podcast Assemble. What we do is we ask the question: Is this movie better or worse than the most average movie we can think of? Which, ironically, talking about Batman vs Superman a moment ago, is in the same. Uh, it's in the same universe, universe dc2 or whatever the fuck dceu whatever yeah. whichever two yeah we asked the question is this movie better or worse than aquaman 2018 dl uh this is uh, a hard one man it's, it's, <laughs> it's close <laughs> not it's obviously better it i mean i i think so too yeah. it is a better movie it's, uh, you know it's, i think it's probably one of the really scott's have done a lot of good movies but it's uh top two yeah absolutely it's up there because yeah. he didn't come back for the sequels. No, Fincher did the third one. Fincher did the third one, and um, James James Cameron did the second one. It was yeah. James Cameron and James Cameron and did the second one. Makes now that I think about that, that's such a James Cameron movie. Such a James Cameron movie. <laughs> it literally is, and we're getting Avatar too soon. Look, yeah. let's wrap this up then. Thank you everyone for sticking with it. Do you, DL, want some true or false trivia? You know I do. Oh my man! All right, true or false. The chest-busting scene was not filmed in one take, despite the myth. False. This is actually true. The scene was filmed twice. Uh, in the first take, the chest-buster did not make it through Kane's shirt. Yep. So the crew needed to reset and shoot it again. The failed attempt is visible uh, in the finished film, since Ridley made it look like the creature was struggling to push its way out and made the scene more violent. However, however... Uh, the rest of the cast were not told that the blood and guts that were, were being used out. were actually real. They were animal blood and guts. So the the disgust and shock they have is genuine. Gross. No, I, I, that's why I, I knew that that part they weren't expecting. So that's why you, you tricked me there. All right. Um, uh, I see. I see. Yeah. I tricked you for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Okay. True or false? Trivia. Trivia. True or false? Harrison Ford originally turned down the role of Captain Dallas. This is after Star Wars. Marginally. True? It is true. Mm. I don't know any other facts about that. I just know <laughs> that he turned it down. I think that's great. I assume it's probably because he didn't want to be typecast as a sci-fi, sci-fi guy. guy yeah. And he just wanted to get high in his trailer. Um, finally, <laughs> trivia true or false. When the crew are <laughs> responding to the emergency beacon uh, and they go down and they find all of the aliens' eggs in the chamber... The blue laser lights that he used were actually borrowed from the stage of The Who. Could be, you know. So random that I'm going to say true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> three out of three. Uh, the band were testing out lasers for their stage show in the sound stage next door. So they just, you know, a little bit of music history in there for <laughs> you as well, which is pretty amazing. That's interesting. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you all for sticking with it. I genuinely bloody love the fact we did this movie. It's um, we should come back for Aliens because it's one. I would I... be down. I would be down. It's a good. It's it's a more entertaining movie, I think. In like a, it's more like bombastic. A, yeah, it's a more consumable movie, but it's, it's probably not as good of a as like an art flick. But that'll be good to compare and not art flick, but like a piece of film work. Yeah. Um, we can. Uh, Compare and contrast at some point because you also haven't seen that one. So I have not seen that one. But I'm until a, then, I'm a bad geek. And thank you, friend yeah. of the show, Chris, for calling me out for being a bad geek. I have <laughs> now seen it. DL, do you have any correspondence this week? I don't, man. Hit us with your friend of the show, Tomo, hit us up this week. And he said he's been holding off listening to our The Batman episode because oh. he's. Well, he's a he's a dad. So congrats, Tomo. <laughs> and uh, he's only just getting to the cinema to see it. He did say, much like us, he wouldn't usually go to the cinema to see DC movies. But this Batman <laughs> movie that. is the exception. I really do vibe I vibe that. that. But we're going to have to go and see them all, DL, just because we do this now. <laughs> Fair. Especially Aquaman 2 that's coming out. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, hit us up at podcastassemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Much like friend of the show Matt did. Matt listened to our episode on Moon Knight. And now, if you remember, spoilers for Moon Knight, at the very end of the show, we are introduced to uh, Moon Knight's third personality, who's Jake Lockley. Yes. He he questions whether potentially Jake Lockley could have been created by Conchu uh, because his mind was so broken that he created his he created his own section of the mind for his own purposes that Stephen and Mark didn't know about. What do you think, DL? If he had that power. Wasn't implied that he did. No, it wasn't. But I mean, look, I think that could doesn't. I, in the end, it doesn't really matter because the outcome's the same. But it'll be interesting to to see what how how Contra uses this. I, could he have manipulated it, it one of the personalities to creating this other personality for him? Yes, that that totally could be the case. I guess that's a good good take on it. It feels like it was he knew about it though before the. I think so because too. Because he the the wording he uses is yes, I will free you both. Yes. Not I will free you all or whatever. He did you both, you two. He's it's very specific. Really very specific yeah. with how he phrased that, isn't he? Yeah. Um I love that, Matt. Uh friend of the show, Matt. And I love talking about these these shows and movies. All except for um all except for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> finally, 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 thank you everyone for your correspondence. Friend of the show, Ollie hit us up this week. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I asked for recommendations for TV shows. Mm. Now, friend of the show, Ollie recommended Mr. In-Between. Now, Mr. In-Between, I'm just going to quickly look and see what the synopsis is. Ray Shoesmith is a father, ex-husband, boyfriend, brother, and best friend. Tough roles to juggle in the modern age, especially when you're also a criminal for hire. So Ollie says that this is a crime thriller comedy. Uh, I'm intrigued. I think it's apparently an Aussie one as well. So I'll be down to watch you it. You know I like an Aussie you do. crime thriller. Yeah. And and if it was a Western, <laughs> if, it was a, if it had Cowboys thrown in there yeah. as well, it would be your perfect show. I don't really recognize any of the cast, to be perfectly honest. So I'm down. It's got an 8.6 in IMDb. This looks pretty cool to me. That's a That's a win. It's a win-win. Thank you, friend of the show, Ollie. If you guys have any recommendations for me to get me out of my slump with TV shows, where can they find us, DL? They can find us at the podcast assemble at gmail.com or podcast assemble on Instagram. My man. You can give us this five-star review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you really get your podcast. 
Yeah, we are. We're on Apple. You can give us a five-star <laughs> review there, too. Or you can give us two-star. Anywhere you get your podcast. Give, give us a review, man. I'll just talk it out. We'll read, you know, we'll read it live. Not live, but... Record. Maybe not live. <laughs> record it. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the podcast. Uh, send us a meme. Maybe, you know, if you go find that Voldemort meme, it's fucking hilarious with that Voldemort video. <laughs> um, thank you, Lockie, our uh, social media guy. And thank you, Tommy, man. Thank you, DL. Another, uh, another one of our anthologies in the books. <laughs> Tally-ho. Later, skaters. <laughs>